Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to some Toronto Raptors news, stuff that's happened over the past week. Riker, obviously the Toronto Raptors lost big man Serge Ibaka at the start of this free agency or a couple days into it, and that was a, we re made a reaction video to that. We were pretty shook that Serge Ibaka, obviously the guy we thought would be the starting center, left for the LA Clippers on a small contract. Both you and I sort of expected the market to be a lot bigger for Sergi Baca going into this this offseason. We thought the Hornets might offer him a max contract. So we were pretty shook when we saw him leave to the LA Clippers of all teams on a, you know, a two-year, $18 million deal with a player option the second year. But And we also heard rumors, rumblings, and we were using this in the context of our last video that he was offered an $18 million contract. But it actually came out that the Raptors only offered him a one-year deal. And now after watching interviews with him and the LA Clippers, it's pretty clear, and Masai Ujiri talking about the team, that Sergi Baca wanted to stay with this team. He was That was all indications he wanted to stay. He spent like the first five minutes talking about how in the, his Clippers interview that he wanted to stay. The Raptors have a long-term vision, and this is a really risky move for the Toronto Raptors, Riker. Ben, to me, it's all smoke and mirrors. If you want to stay some, somewhere, you stay. And what are you talking about? We're lowballing it. We offered him more money than the Clippers offered him. I get you'll make the argument that it's a second year guaranteed. It's player option, so he, he has the choice whether or not he wants to pick it up and stay in L.A. But he's coming off his what you could make an argument for his statistical best season of his entire career. The last time that he was making less than $12 million a year was before his 2013 season. He was, he was only 23 years old. And now at 30 years old, he's coming off his best season of his career, Ben. 15 points per game, 38% from three. We've made time and time again the argument at how this guy is the ideal stretch big in the NBA. Like he's the prototypical player that any NBA team would gobble up. So I, one, I don't understand where, where the rest of the league sort of valued him. But two what is he doing accepting less money? Like he, he got more money offered to him from, from the Raptors, Ben. So if he wanted to stay, he could have stayed. Yeah. I think the big thing is it's a two year deal offered with the Clippers. And it was the idea that Sergi Baca came out and mentioned how the whole season he sort of expected to be in Toronto. He thought it would be a quick thing, a quick phone call. He'd end up re-signing with the Toronto Raptors team and just everything would be fine. Everything would be good. They go forward. Apparently they talked about long-term plans and then, after, obviously, the Raptors, they said their number one priority was re-signing Fred VanVleet, and I think everyone understood that should have been the case. But the Toronto Raptors then sort of went to... Oh, got the intro playing at random places again. My bad on that. But then the Raptors, once they moved from Fred VanVleet, they sort of brought all their horses out to Serge Ibaka and then sort of saw that they were going to try and negotiate a deal. Serge was sort of surprised it wasn't a long-term contract we were offering. Obviously, as you said... For not that much money, as you said, $9 million from the Clippers, only $12 million from the Raptors. And that sort of opened his eyes to other teams. Clearly, he's not being made a part of the, the long-term future, just being offered a short-term one-year deal, not a lot of money. So, obviously, indications, 2021 offseason, all these sorts of things. Do you think it was smart for the Toronto Raptors to sort of lowball Serge Ibaka after implying the whole year, saying... You know, you're coming back. This you'll be a part of the future. Sort of communicating that sort of stuff, Riker. Or is does it make sense what Masai Ujiri is going forward with with the big fish happening entering free agency in 2021? 
that again they offered him more than what his market value was because they they gave him three million dollars more on an offer sheet he could have elected to stay i don't think the raptors were scheming not to sign him back i'm sure they were equally surprised that he decided to go to the enemy of all places and to follow Kawhi leonard after that gut-wrenching last free agency or yeah free agency period that the toronto raptors had but I mean, you can understand his decision, and plus, there's other factors that make LA a desirable marketplace. But the, we'll get we'll get into it on why maybe maybe letting go of one larger contract to bring in a couple of more pieces that maybe you can package up into a trade deal, or maybe you can turn into assets a little bit later down the road. You know, you're you're bringing in a couple of centers rather than one, and a couple of pickups we, we highlighted in one of our past videos those three guys that are now gonna coming through um for that final roster spot but then i i just want to give my final point to i don't believe that it was mutual that both parties wanted to stay together if toronto wanted him there they could have offered him more we both agree if you're only offering him a one-year deal give him 15 million give him 20 million it's not going to hurt your cap space in trying to land Giannis next free agency and if you're Serge Ibaka, don't go shooting around that you're 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 staying in Toronto no matter what, telling the fans to quiet down. You got offered more money from Toronto. You, you're you're consciously electing to take less money, guaranteed deal for a second year or not. You're you're taking eleven million dollars less than you were making over the last three years to go and play in L.A. There's no two ways around that. If you wanted to stay, he could have. Yeah, that, that's fair. I guess the one thing you could make an argument for Serge Ibaka is an older guy, so. It's a he's thirty. Maybe, maybe this is well. He's been he's a veteran. Got five good years the, left. He's been in the league for for a while. I guess he has had his best season. So that's an interesting thing to look at. But obviously, his market values declined from where it was two years ago, despite coming off his best season, which is pretty surprising. But it's a it's that's something to take into account. That second year being there, the Clippers did offer him total money more, being a two year deal. Obviously, the Toronto Raptors. We're going to get into that the twenty twenty one off season, but. The reason I guess you don't give Serge Ibaka the bag, don't give him a one-year sort of deal like we did Lowry, $30 million for Lowry. I, you and I sort of wanted him to get a one-year $20 million for Serge and then see what happens from there. But the Toronto Raptors don't want to be over the in the luxury tax this season, especially if they end up signing a max free agent next year, sign OG Ananobi to an extension next season. We have Norman Powell's come, contract coming up in the future. So... Those it's tough to be in the luxury tax as a GM when you think you know we didn't make it, we didn't make it out of the second round this year. You only really want to be in the luxury tax if you're competing for a championship. So I get that sort of idea, but then you go around and you sign a Boucher for seven million, right? And you and I are high on Boucher, right? We bring in Aaron Baines for a lot for seven seven million, right there. You could give Serge Ibaka fourteen. I guess that's but that's team option. But that's team mm -hmm. option. Yeah, but the, I'm talking like a one-year deal. So, you know, we bring in Bembry. I guess... I guess The Chris Boucher, my, though, that one that one actually perplexes me because we gave him $7 million over two. Why are you hitting cap space in our 2021 offseason well, it's, it's a team, it's for a team Boucher? Option. It's a team option for no, Boucher it's not. as well. It's not? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I, I mean, the website that I have pulled up has Aaron Baines as the team option, but not Boucher. Okay, we'll get fact-checked on that in the comment section below. I we'll get fact-checked. If it's two-year guaranteed, then that's a stupid contract. If it is team option, which I, I would agree it should probably be, then that makes more sense. Yeah, it's it's just a, a weird situation. And so you're of the belief that it's sort of a good thing the Toronto Raptors did. I think it it's a risk. It's a certain risk. We're going to see how Aaron Baines and Alex Lynn perform. I really like those guys coming in, especially now 
looking at Alex Len working on his three-point shot. We could honestly make a whole video out of that. But the risk could have a payoff record. And as you said, all the cap space is sort of spread out, and we've been holding it now to this late in the video. But, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he came out with a tweet today saying that, uh, or today or yesterday, saying he's going to focus on himself. He's not really worried about that, uh, that super max sort of contract. The Milwaukee Bucks, they blew the Bogdanovich deal. We, when we made our video on that regarding the Bogdanovich deal, people were like, oh, they didn't butcher it or anything. Bogdanovich wanted to go to the Milwaukee Bucks. That's where it was all planned out. It was all mapped out. The reason it didn't go through is because the Bucks front office leaked it, and then they didn't want to get fined for tampering. That's how it happened. Bogdanovich is really close friends with Giannis, so that's the reason that they wanted to bring him in. So it's a bigger deal that they didn't get him instead of a Drew Holiday. So... There's a lot of stuff going on in Giannis' world right now. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to the Bucks this season. But, you know, do you think letting Serge Ibaka walk, obviously Marcus Gasol is another guy we let walk. We sort of expected that as well. But letting these guys walk, not giving them multi-year deals, is worth going after a Giannis and Oladipo, these sorts of guys? It would have to be. But I... This ties right in with why Serge Ibaka would not, would not have accepted a one-year deal with the Raptors. It's because basically you're saying, well, we don't want to sign Serge to a multi-year deal because he's not the piece that we need to win a championship. And you could look at it from his perspective. Well, I'm going to take a two-year deal. Think You could take, if you were a Serge Ibaka, then you could take a one-year deal, assuming your production is not going to drop off, and say, well, I'm, going to ma- I'm still going to be worth $12 million in the following season. So it doesn't hurt me to stick around in Toronto for one more year. Mm-hmm. This is more of a, sec- like a security for him because he's like, well, now I don't need to play as well next season. Maybe he's thinking too, well, maybe I have a better chance to win with LA. So I, I think from both parties, both are saying that maybe – you know, maybe there's a better chance to to go without the other. And and I think from that perspective, it kind of does make sense. Like Serge Ibaka, to me, he was the, the second or third best player on this Raptors team over the past two seasons. But he's he's not the guy that you need in order to win a championship, right? You need Kyle Lowry. You need Siakam to show up. You need Fred Van Vliet to hit his threes. You bring a guy like Giannis in, you've basically secured you're going to come out of the East, right? So it makes sense. You're going to do whatever you can to clear up your your, your salary space, stay out of the luxury tax. I mean, we got a blessing in disguise from Miami. Well, not even disguise, just a glaringly obvious blessing from Miami and being idiots and signing Bam out of bio before they had to. And so now we're in the exact same situation in, in terms of cap space and what's the maximum amount we could offer to Giannis. So I think that it's even the playing field a lot. So it makes sense that, you know, you'd let him walk if, what he, if, if ultimately his demand was, I want a multi-year extension. It makes sense. Yeah, and there's also some interesting stuff too about being a surefire starter and Serge Ibaka expected to sort of be that main guy coming into the season. And then they were also sort of tempted at going after Marcus Sol, bringing him back instead of Ibaka because they probably thought they could get him back for cheaper. That was an interesting story that came out that I don't know. We didn't dive into it at the beginning that I found really sort of interesting. So another reason that risk factor came to play. But yeah, Giannis, you go after you, you do it, you sort of create that cap space, even if it's sort of, it's a risk because you don't know if Baines and Len will be able to hold the weight that Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol held this season because obviously they were a great dynamic championship caliber starting duo. You brought up that Serge is potentially our third, second, third best player. That's, that's pretty high in my opinion. I think in the playoffs, he was definitely top, most consistent, one of the most consistent guys on top of Lowry. So... That, that's a fair point. In there. the Boston Celtics series, he was the best player. 
Besides Lowry. Lowry's definitely the best player in that series. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But Ben, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing is, you know, I don't want to take away credit from Boucher and the effort that he's put in, but I would have equally as much loved to say, give Serge Ibaka $15 million, get Aaron Baines the backup, and don't bring in Len, don't re-sign Boucher, don't bring in Bembry. I mean, it's a little bit more difficult because they're not extremely deep at the three spot, but I, I felt like there was a way that you could make this work unless Serge Ibaka's, you know, ultimatum was you give me two years or I'm gone, two years or more or I'm gone, which that's what I suspect is what ultimately happened here because why wouldn't the Raptors just give him as much as they want or as much as he wants to keep him around for one year? It's risk-free. And we talk about risk then, and everybody knows the, the, the biggest risk of all is if, if, I mean, it's already reported that Aaron Baines, Nick Nurse is saying that his, his three-point shooting is even better than what's expected, which makes us giddy with joy. But if he goes down and all of a sudden Alex Len becomes our starter, we have no backup power forward, and Chris Boucher is our backup center, or Chris Boucher is our starting center, I, the risk is now the Raptors come sixth, they come seventh, eighth in the wet, in the east, and now all of a sudden are we really in contention to land Giannis if we're not even a competitive team in the playoffs? So that, that to me, is the biggest risk in, in letting Ibaka walk. Yeah, the competition is a big thing, but the the reason I combat you on that point is because from all indicate and another thing that Giannis this is sort of turning into a Giannis watch video record might have to might have to bring out the segment clip. Should we do it? Should we should we do get it. back going? It's not loaded on my desktop, so that's a <laughs> <laughs> the clip is not going to work. This has been a mess of production. We apologize. We've been off for a little bit of a week doing a study, and you've been working. So mostly, so we apologize for the production of this video. But Giannis also came out and said he brought up how he'd be willing to take. He played till he's forty-five, if it means winning a championship at that that time. He he wants to win a championship by the time he retires, and he won't retire till he's forty-five if he doesn't get one. So. That's the thing. He said he'd be willing to be the second best player on a team if it meant winning a championship. He's all about winning. So that's another thing that goes into him leaving the Bucks. And even if we're good, bad, whatever, with this Toronto Raptors team, Giannis, I think, wants to play with another superstar. He wants to play with another guy that he thinks he can sort of team up with, be a dynamic duo. Because the Bucks are similar in terms of the Raptors, that they have an aggregate of parts that can be really a really good team. Right, and the Toronto Raptors have been that for the longest while, and it wasn't until we really had a superstar that we sort of took our game, took our team to the next level. Right, we won that championship when we got Kawhi Leonard. I think Giannis sees the Bucks similar to the Toronto Raptors right now, and the key, the key for the Toronto Raptors in securing Giannis is going to be, you know, one of these two guys here. Right, we saw we saw Pascal Siakam. The camera's not really taking the Siakam thing. Maybe go back to base. No. But uh, getting Siakam OG, Siakam was an all-NBA second-team player this year. All-NBA second-team, so that path was happening pre-bubble. He's fallen off the cliff in terms of NBA fans' perspectives right now, in terms of potential of being a superstar because of his bubble performance, but he was kind of looking their record. You and I made videos talking about, is he a top-10 player or not? And I think the key, whether we're good or bad or whatnot, is Siakam or OG because we think those are the two guys with superstar potential or stardom powers, prowess, they, them turning into those types of stars. Yeah, but you're right. It, it, 
it mars his overall season because Siakam did play extraordinarily well and there was a lot of debate mm-hmm. through before COVID obviously on whether or not he could win back-to-back most improved player of the year like his trajectory just seemed absolutely crazy the start that he got off to but you know what Ben I'll, I'll tell you well two things so one it's not a good speaking point that Giannis said he's willing to be the second best player he's arguably a top three guy in the entire NBA which leaves only two options of places that he would like to go uh, if he wants to be the second best player on the team and that that wouldn't be Toronto that wouldn't be part of that conversation Ben but I further than my second point further to your suggestion it has to come from Siakam or OG I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow it down it has to come from Siakam because if OG has a breakout year where all of a sudden he becomes a transcendent superstar you're not able to sign him back at max and bring in Giannis it has to be a guy that you've already locked in on a max contract that's shown flashes that he's able to score against any defender and his quickness is advantageous to it. If he has a big that's guarding him out at the perimeter, he just needs to hit shots. And if a smaller guy like a Jalen Brown gets onto him, he needs to stop missing those baby hooks in the lane, Ben. So he has all the tools. He just needs to execute. And that it can come from Siakam. It definitely can. But he needs to be the guy, not OG. He OG can be the guy, too. I'm like, no. How can we sign back OG? If OG has a breakout year, that he becomes rights. so we have good. His bird rights. We have his bird rights. Oh, superstar OG, superstar Siakam, superstar Giannis. This is the most Homer sort of stretch of a video I think we've ever had. <laughs> but, no, I, I agree. Siakam's really the main guy, especially where he's proven he's an all-NBA talent. And then Nick Nurse has brought up and said OG's really taken a step forward. That's his own video in itself. Looking at pictures of the guy, he looks like an absolute baller with his like new sort of fresh haircut coming into the the, the this upcoming What's this season. new fresh haircut? It's, it's like... Just looks a little more, a little bit more clean. I wish I had this sort of preloaded. Because we'll, we'll before you just one. is, it's just shave off the sideburns, just real high, and just yeah, leave the rest on. He had a headband, like he had the little twists going a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. it's looking pretty fly. I think OG is ready to come in this season and just sort of take over. But I've been saying that for every season he's been in the league since his rookie year. So I I think this is the year it actually happens. But Riker, and actually I'm gonna say this for another video, but. Do you think there's, outside of Giannis, do you think there's any other players that you think a move like this would be worth? Because Depot's a guy that we could bring in on a max contract. Don't know if you'd be interested in that. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, if that sort of train wreck happens again in the Clippers, maybe one of those guys would be floated around. Those are names that are being talked about on the, the Twitter sphere. Any names you think in the 2021 offseason could be potential asset for the Raptors? DeMar DeRozan, he's a free agent. I know you're a big fan of that guy. You're not going to provoke me into a DeMar DeRozan bashing session, but Ben, I I don't know. To me, Giannis seems like the be-all, end-all. You already have two guys that are basically on max, and if you go tossing money out at somebody like Victor Oladipo or Paul George, who I don't see leaving L.A. anyways, but you you go tossing money out on a guy who has never really proven themselves, you're setting yourself up, unless you have Sam Presti in your front office, you're going to be stuck on sort of big contracts that you'd find very difficult to move, so for me, it makes sense. Put all your chips on the table for Giannis. If that doesn't work out, then, you know, the Raptors have proven successful in the draft and in developing young talent. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. I think it's a risk. That's that's worth it. It's a worth it. There's a big payoff for it. You're losing a guy that's a massive hole, that leaves a massive hole in your lineup. Bringing in Baines and Len, those are two really solid signings. 
you and I have gotten a lot, or at least I've definitely gotten higher on Len since I've seen those three-point shooting workouts. We'll see if it translates to the regular season, but you guys are the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Check out the website. We got a lot of cool content happening on there. Shout out to our, our writer, Josh. He's done a really, really good job there. So Christmas break, I'm hoping to get some stuff. Riker, are you looking to do a little bit of writing too on the, the website? or? <laughs> I don't know. We're Listen, we got big things coming. We got some big, some big stuff in the... Uh... In the words, it's, it's moved past the rumor mill, so we'll we'll be uh, presenting it, I guess, come Christmas time, come start of the new season. Yeah, for sure. We're we're giving dropping a little tease, but you guys are the best. Riker, any last words? Is it for me, Ben? Cheers. Yeah. <laughs>